Hello everyone and welcome back to Movement Uncut. My name is Sally Basuni and I am one of three hosts today. To my right, I have... India! Kelsey! <laughs> <laughs> yes, welcome. And today we're going to be having a conversation all about the big old word motivation. However, it's, oh, it's not going to be what you think. But before we dive in, I wanted to say, and we wanted to say the biggest thank you for all of your support over the last few episodes. Honestly, it, your support means the world and continue to share, continue to like, subscribe, all of the things that just really helps us out and helps get our message out to all of the people on the internet. So motivation. Okay. Let's talk about it, girls. Yeah. Yeah. Kelsey, you said something before about motivation. Hit me with it. So Sal said something about we're going to talk. We're going, we need to tell them what's kept us motivated for this long because we've all been training for years now. And I said, we don't. Like, we literally aren't motivated a lot of the time because <laughs> um, it's not about that. And I'm sure that you guys have heard about, you know, discipline over motivation, but it honestly is so true. And it's just about creating habits and choosing to show up even when you don't want to, because there's definitely weeks where I'm not motivated. And I think as coaches, it's not perceived in that way. Everyone just thinks that because we choose that as a job that we are always going to be motivated and always going to be wanting to go. But sometimes it can actually be the complete opposite. Like when you finish with your clients, you just want to go home. You don't want to train. So it's us actually choosing to do that because, you know, we that's just what we want to do to be our best selves. Yeah. 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 So I think a big topic in this conversation today will definitely be consistency mm. with your training and consistency with anything, if that's mindset, anything to do with training, dancing, whatever. Um, but you also mentioned discipline, but it's the discipline in the consistency. So they really go hand in hand. I think, and I, I believe that all three of us sitting here right now, we do that extremely well. Um, and it's something that we can teach our clients very well, but yeah, it's not something that's very common in this day and age because we all want our results really nice and quickly, mm. don't we? Yes, and I feel like what people do, and I'm just literally diving in straight away, um, hitting them with the big guns, everyone, <laughs> is that I think people are using the fact that they're not motivated as an excuse as not to do the thing. So we always want something external to blame. We don't want to blame ourselves. We don't want to take full responsibility. Yeah, oh, hey, yeah. I've been a, like, I'm slacking off. I'm not doing it. I'm not showing up. Oh, what can I blame it on? Something external to me because that soothes us. Mm-hmm. That makes our ego feel better. We're like, oh yeah, I'm just not motivated. When it's like, that's actually an excuse. Mm-hmm. You are the reason. Yeah. And once you actually take responsibility, wow, things will begin to shift because you're actually being like, hey, I own this. Dropping the shame. We don't need the shame in this. But it's like, yep, this is interesting. This is an interesting pattern. What can I do to move forward? Yeah. yeah. And people can see through that when you kind of blame the unmotivation for for your lack of progress we can all see through that. And we know that there's actually something deeper going on there. It's like, do you actually want it enough? Or are you fully ready to commit yourself to this new goal of yours? Or do we have to make the goal a little bit smaller? Or do we have to make it actually realistic? Mm. Yeah, exactly. And sometimes I think like, not if we're talking about sessions which i guess we are like training and stuff like that it's not always going to feel amazing like not every single one of your sessions is going to be amazing and i think some people you know they might think that it's not for them because every session doesn't feel great 
but mm. not every session does feel great. And that's when it's the best time to actually show up and keep going. Yeah. When it doesn't feel that good. Yes. That's where you create that real big like resilience and habits like pushing through that time. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's, and we've talked, like I've spoke to this before quite a bit on social media, but that resilience and, and someone said to me the other day, like, oh, this is my shit session. Oh, and I said to them, I said, stop. I said, you do not call it your shit session. That's not what I want to hear you call it. You can call it your resilience building session. <laughs> yeah. So it's just like, like, uh, and that's the thing. It's like, of course, we're not going to enjoy every session, but like, be careful what language you're using. Like, no one's actually forcing you by the neck to come in and train. And I think it's actually finding something that you enjoy. Like, you're obviously doing this for a reason, right? Obviously. So yeah. true. Yeah, yeah, so true. And your self-talk has so much impact. Like, if you're coming into the gym and you're, you know, you're looking at your program and you're going, oh, like, like you said, this is my shit day. Yeah. Then, yeah, it's going to be shit. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like, no, it is going to be shit. It is yeah. because you've already planned it out to be shit. Yeah, literally. <laughs> um, but even even talking like specifically for myself of powerlifting, I'd always tell myself, oh, I'm so shit at squats. And then guess what? Were they improving? They fucking weren't. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> because every time I'd go into a squat session, I'd be nervous as all hell because I was just telling myself that it wasn't going to work. Mm-hmm. And then I'd get into the session and I wouldn't, and I'd just be talking myself down, even though if my other lifts like they might have been going worse than that one but they were I was like oh yeah whatever day in day out I just do it but with my squats if one bad session happened I'd be like see told ya told ya I'm bad (laughs) and this this is exactly this is exactly the way our ego like is is playing into this situation and it's it's almost like we're going into the session with shame already Mm -hmm. so when we when we are shaming ourselves it's like we are putting we're having this relationship with whatever it whatever it is and our ego is like taking over so your ego is like already you're shaming yourself because you don't like squats or you're in quotes not good at them or whatever so then you do the thing and then your ego is being like see see i'm proving you're right see you are shit you probably should just quit now you probably should just quit and it's like that's coming up like so often in the training world it's like of course like we can't look at it with curiosity and questioning like oh how about and this honestly this language can go for mindset i've used this so much with my mindset work and my business work but imagine if we approach these situations instead of being like i'm so shit i'm the worst see i'm so fucking bad shame 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 imagine if we looked at it with curiosity and we're like hmm this is interesting these aren't my strongest lifts oh what could i look at doing imagine with mindset imagine if you fell into this pattern of avoidance right say you're avoiding 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 you avoid looking at your bank account you avoid having that hard conversation you avoid and instead of being like fuck i'm the worst and you just keep running away you're just like running away because you don't want to face it yeah. you, you look at it instead instead of using shame of like see you're so fucking shit mm. look at it like hmm, that's interesting it's like why is this avoidance playing out what yeah. can i do to improve the situation or ch- like change my relationship with xyz and it's like the minute you probably change your mindset into mm. questioning and curiosity it's like the minute we step into curiosity shame is actually no longer in the picture yeah. so then we can actually yeah, look at it curiosity mm. questioning and it turns into much more, I wouldn't even say enjoy, maybe yes, enjoyable, but like yeah. simple, like simple yeah, situation. It just, the, you, cre- you just disconnect attachment to these yes. things that have, yeah, you so create true. such an emotional attachment yes. to, to the gym and like, and being better and getting up to your session. And, and for example, like my squats, I created so much emotional attachment to them, but in reality, it doesn't actually have to be that emotional at all. Yes. And yeah. that's a way you could look at money. 
Yeah. You know, if you have this money, because I just use that because I, I know it so many people have it. Also yeah. so food as well as another thing. Yeah. But it's like we have all of this emotion wrapped around these things that like control our lives or whatever. But it's like the minute we step out of that emotion, like emotion attachment to the thing, it's like we can actually then go into curiosity and be like, oh, this is interesting. Yeah. 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 And India, for you, like what changed, do you reckon? Like for your squats? I think the well I did recognize this playing out I think within myself but also my coach was just kind of like stop it like you are actually ruining yourself and I was like oh yeah yeah <laughs> um, so then it was definitely a bloody work in progress like I had to go into the gym and be like oh squats I mean uh, squats <laughs> like I really had to catch myself out because it was so natural for me to think that it was just a natural thing that was in my head all the time oh for got squats today but no i had to i had to recorrect myself and then be like all right um i've got to change that i've got to change that sentence a little bit and then it got easier and then now i just don't even do it but as soon as i stepped out of that negative mindset about them i think they honestly improved and i don't want to say i think they actually did improve yeah. just mm-hmm. because i i did i took that emotion away from it and it was just subjective it was just what happened and what happened on the day happened on the day. I didn't build it up to be this massive thing. I didn't build it up to be like, I'm going to think about it for the whole next week until I've got a next squat session and then I'm going to ruin it again and again and again, it just goes into a cycle. But instead I was looking for that growth at a really subjective standpoint. Mm, yeah. yeah. Taking myself so out of the picture and taking the emotion out of the picture. It's kind of just, I don't know. I was just a, detaching my human emotional needs to this number of the squats yeah because we are in powerlifting it's very uh weight based like so the actual kilos and the numbers Mm. so just trying to disconnect from that and just doing it was a big big game changer yes and that's what we see in everything right the minute we take away like detach our worth from the result, everything changes. We see this all the time. When I get to X, Y, Z kilos in body fat, whatever, Mm -hmm. I will be happy. When I complete the 12 week challenge, I will be happy and then I will be confident. It's like, I will not have, like I will not be confident or happy or this or that until I do blah, blah, blah. So it's like, especially in powerlifting because we're around it at weight loss, Mm -hmm. it's, and even, you know, doing a hip thrust. You know, when I finally do the 100 kilo hip thrust, I'm gonna Mm. be confident in the gym. It's like, you actually won't because then you get the thing and then you're still not confident. And it's like, I'm sure you could have squat India, whatever certain amount of number, say, I'm just making shit up, but say a 90 kilo squat, but you still have that relationship with the squat. And you're like, the minute I hit 90 kilos, I'm gonna be so good with my squats. You probably still weren't, you're probably still looking at them like, these are shit, you know? Yeah. yeah, even the other day, actually, I was talking to my mentor, Angus Bradley, on this call, and he, I was saying, like, oh, you know, like, because of dancing, I'm just so flexible, and then at the bottom of the squat, it's really hard for me to, like, get to a depth that's just depth, instead of just, like, bum to the ground um, and get really deep in it, and he was like, he was like, oh, yeah, and I was like, yeah, my max is, like, 100, blah, blah, and then he was like, yeah, but he, have you actually seen yourself go any further than 100? Have you actually have you actually manifested it and, and viewed it? Have you have you fully accepted that you could do 110 one day? And I was like, uh, no. I wow. I was like, I I just like know that I'm a hundred kilo squatter. And he was like, well, that's your first problem. 
Yeah. And I was like, oh. like mentally blocking yourself. Exactly. From being able to, yeah. 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 You're putting a ceiling on yourself. And I think yeah. being able to picture something is so important. Like, yeah, but, that's, but that's the thing. And it goes with saving. It goes with money. Like we've seen with our businesses. If you don't have the energetic capacity to like, or like do the thing or you can't meet yourself at yeah. that particular threshold, then of course you're not going to attract that thing. Like, mm-hmm. you know, if you're a PT and you want clients, say you're at 10 clients now and you want 15, but you actually can't imagine yourself having 15 because of maybe you don't think you're worthy. Maybe yeah. you actually don't have energy, like blah, 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 whatever it is. It's like, we're actually not going to get there. You can sit and wish and dream and be like, I'm going to squat 110 kilos, <laughs> but it's like, until you can actually physically embody that feeling and yeah be there then you're not going to yes Mm. yes so so true true yeah and i think as well like when we talk about that our journeys and i just want to also put it out there like we we kind of worked out how long we've been training for so kels has been consistently for five years india and i have danced since we were little babies literally Um, consistently to adults but in regards to training i've been seven years because i'm a little bit older than the gals um yeah and i've been training strength training for like two to three years um so yeah just consistently yeah and and that's a thing it's like i think I, you know, I've done the challenges, I've done the 12 week programs, like I've done all the things, but what I realized, and someone said this to me years ago, four days forever. That was yeah. their, <laughs> that yeah. was their little saying, yeah, they go four cool. days forever. Yeah. And then I took that away and I was like, hmm, interesting, reflecting on that and being like, is this something I could do four days, like four, four days, days forever? forever. Yeah. And Crazy. so far, pretty yeah. much been four days forever. Yeah. And I think it's because I took away my worth from my results. Like yeah. I did used to look at it in, you know, when I get X, Y, Z, I'll be happy, especially my early days of powerlifting in 2016. Yeah. Oh, and I literally hurt myself because I was pushing myself so much because of, it was just all like coming emotional. from this ego yeah. and yes, the emotional space. Right. And it, it wasn't until I was like the gym actually, and my training means nothing about me. Mm. It's just 100%. giving me tools in yes. the other part of my life, the human part of my life. Yeah. Like you were a human first, you're not a powerlifter first. No, know? yeah, or so true. That's right. whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. Yeah. You're not I a runner, weight, fat loss queen first, yeah. Yeah. whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think this ties really nicely into um, the, the kind of challenges that are happening right now. So the eight week challenges, you were saying four days forever, but then we hit these eight week, 10 week shred challenges can you do that forever? Or are you just looking for an end goal? Are you just looking for a weight loss goal? Sure, they might be good because they might introduce you to the gym. Oh, look what you can look what you can achieve. And then you go, oh yeah, I can achieve that. Woo. But are you actually, what about the other 10 months of the year that you are not doing that eight week shred? What about the other months? What are you gonna do then? Are you going to keep that shred going? Are you going to be so consistent? Are you going to have three liters of water a day? Are you going to have this many calories? Are you going to show up at the gym and then do two walks a day? Are you really going to do that? Like, no. <laughs> no, you're not. I think those people go into those challenges because they know it's short term. Yeah. Like, yeah. that's... And that's the issue. Yeah. And it's that quick fix of like, oh, I don't have to rely on motivation because, you know, I can't really blame anything else because this challenge is going to keep me motivated Mm -hmm. so I can give my power away and I don't have to become accountable or take responsibility. (laughs) So I'm going to do the thing. In saying that, though, I do see 
the benefit yes. of the challenges and of, you know, like the short-term things. Yeah. I do see sometimes, you know, you do need that kick up the ass yeah. or that extra accountability. Like, yeah, that might kickstart it. Yes. Yeah, or exactly. maybe you're hitting a bit of a plateau, like when you are seven years in. Yeah, and maybe like, you want to do something, something with a bit other different. people. Yeah. yeah, with other people. Yeah. Maybe yes. you join a something class fun. setting. Yeah. Maybe you, whatever it is, you know, do yeah. powerlifting, can't fuck. That's what I did, you know. Yeah. Um, but I think it's coming out of, Oh, I'm doing this for the end result. Yeah. Mm. And I'm doing this for a billion other reasons that you have to be able to anchor into. Like for me, the Palatinum, I actually don't give a fuck about my results, mm. which I know might some people really might. I, I actually don't care. Yeah. Like, yes, I've got, I actually wrote some down, but I'm not attached to them. I'm like, oh, this would be so cool if I do. But if I don't, yeah, it doesn't whatever. mean I'm a shit human. It doesn't yeah. mean I'm a bad powerlifter. It doesn't mean that I'm the worst PT in the world. Like, it means nothing. It just means that my preparation, you know, we collect evidence. Step into curiosity instead of the shaming, right? Collect evidence. Hmm, where did my preparation, where could I have improved my preparation? Did something in my programming not work? Did yeah. my communication with my coach, was that not so great? Yeah. Like, then we can actually analytically like collect data rather than be like, oh, I'm the fucking worst. And then we can't even look at the data because we're so emotionally attached to the outcome. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. And I think even like with my, with my clients as well, um, it's a big thing because I, I teach powerlifting mainly strength training. We do deadlifts a lot. hundred kilo deadlift is a big goal that I've noticed a lot of people want to get just that a hundred kilo oh, yeah, deadlift. Woo. But then once they hit it, I notice the biggest plateau in their training it's actually what, hilarious. So you think they're just like, yeah, blah, they like get a bit there. Blase now. Well, yeah, they get there, and, and then it's like, it okay, seriously. yeah, it's like what next? They actually don't want mm. to get that 110 anymore, or yeah, they don't want to go anymore. Yeah, it's just right. like hit the 100. All right, it's what just that now? validation yeah. that they needed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. it's the validation piece. Yeah. It's like yeah. they needed to hit the 100 kilos to make them feel good about themselves. Mm. Yet, yeah, then what comes next? It's almost yeah, like now I'm good enough. Now I yeah, now yeah. I feel good enough, so I can just relax exactly for a little bit no, but you can just relax again it's putting yeah. that emotional attachment to results yeah exactly yes. <laughs> and if you haven't got that and i'm <laughs> that is the like theme of this and conversation. it's, fi- it's yeah. fine if you are doing that but we're just trying yeah. to help you understand what's behind it and to stop doing that because yes. we've all done that oh, oh, we've, we've all, all been done there. that yeah yeah and it and takes a lot of patience i think to get out of that rut so you know if you're someone that's listening and you're like oh fuck and you're gonna you know try to stop that don't be too hard on yourself when you know you're going into your sessions and you're like you get in your head and stuff like that because it does take a lot of time yeah to get out of that habit of doing that yeah Yeah. and again it's like if we stay in the shame we're going to hate ourselves for it and be like i'm the worst it's just like guys let's just all get curious like i know i still have days or time but like only a couple years ago it was like quite bad you know like i was prepping for a bikini comp for fuck's sake like I don't know, validation, fucking flashing lights, bikini comp, they go hand in hand. <laughs> but, oh, yeah, literally. But like, um, so, 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 through fire to the petrol to that fire. Um, anyway, so yeah, like, but when we step away from shame and just get into that curiosity, it's just like, oh, okay, I'm noticing this pattern play out. Oh, I'm noticing this play out. It's like, cool, I can choose differently. But you know, when we're so emotional, like, emotional and like saying in that shame we can't actually get out of it that's right yeah and that's why like a lot of people give up because they can't push through that hard part 
you know, yeah. when you first start training or when you start working with a coach or whatever it might be, like, I feel like a lot of people are on a high mm, and then absolutely, they yeah. slowly, slowly, slowly do less and less and less. And then they drop off because they're trying to, like we've spoken about at the start, they're trying to rely on, rely on the motivation, which doesn't fucking exist. <laughs> it doesn't like, it just it doesn't. doesn't like it just doesn't you have to and you know these people they're they're the ones that are like you know i want to do a 100 kilo deadlift or yeah. i want to build a really juicy dump truck or whatever the <laughs> fuck and then they don't they don't show up and they quit and then they're saying or or they don't show up and they're like why you know why am i not getting these results etc etc and it's like you're training one day a week yeah yeah, because that's all you can commit in quotation marks. Yeah, that's all you feel like you can commit. Yes. And you're not yes. being honest with yourself and that's choosing right. to be the person that, you know, you're looking up to or whoever it is. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Or, or just even wanting those results. Yeah. It's mm. like, and this is where I think as a society, like, we have really stepped and tapped into a lot of this, like, slow movement, like, yes, femininity, yes resting is important Mm -hmm. however instead of fully committing to that like resting and and like that feminine energy and tapping Mm -hmm. into that and flowing and whatever we sit somewhere in this middle this middle ground we don't choose one we don't choose the other we are saying i'm resting but you're actually not like i say all the time especially to like any mindset clients they're like oh i'm so stressed blah 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 i'm like well do you have time to yourself they're like yeah you know at night time i'm watching tv i'm like yeah what are you doing when you're watching tv they're like yeah i'm watching i'm scrolling while i'm watching tv i'm like so you're not fully stepping into that rest and recovery mode which is that play and that fun and that juicy rest like reading yeah, and like meditating really switching or, off sw- yes yeah. really switching off and you're not in the masculine which is the masculine you're know, getting stuff done being organized not hustle culture because that's mm. still not masculine yeah. um you're just in the middle you're just yeah. fucking floating in the middle yeah. it's like we have to choose one or the other so when we can't be bothered and like well you're not choosing to rest you're usually choosing oh i'm just gonna stay at home and scroll or i'm just gonna stay at home and like do nothing or do something that's not one or the other yeah going off that cell um I was listening to this podcast. You know, Do You Fucking Mind, that girl? Oh, yes. Yeah, I was listening to her, and it's funny because she is a podcast and she was saying this, but she was like, when you go on walks, stop listening to podcasts if you haven't had alone time today. Yes. And then I was like, oh, why? Like, that's so cr- Like, what? And I was like, but that is like, it's like learning. It's it's you're, you're using your time productively, as I said to myself. But then I was like, oh, it's not actually productive if you're not spending any time with yourself and improving yourself and getting to know yourself better mm. underneath it all mm. because you're just covering up with a podcast with your, with your music in your ears or, or something yeah. like that. You know? I used to do it all the time. Yeah. And even sometimes if I'm training by myself, I won't put music on. Yeah. Or I, another thing that I find really handy too is when I'm driving somewhere, sometimes I won't listen to anything either. Yeah. Yes. And your mind like literally feels so clear yeah. afterwards. Yeah. Because yeah. it's, it's so good. You're actually switched off. Yeah. And I want like you guys, if you're listening and you know, maybe you don't actually, you're realizing now you're reflecting, you're like, oh, I don't spend time alone a lot. Most of the time it's because that reason exactly. You don't want to spend time 
alone mm. and most of the time it's because people are scared about what's going to come up mm. so they avoid big avoidance yeah. pattern they avoid spending time with themselves so they don't have to acknowledge or accept where they're at mentally mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. it's a scary place to recognize yeah. Yeah. yeah it's scary to recognize where you're falling short or where you're not living up to the standard that you've set for yourself it's really scary to kind of yeah, discover that and be like oh my goodness yes yeah. so... and that's why no one like everyone just stays in the same ways and the same patterns and the same behaviors yeah that's right because things Cause are they don't want to yeah, yeah. things that just... don't want to realize they don't want to change yeah mm-hmm. Things are, where was I? I was listening to something, I think it was at some point in the last 24 hours. Mm-hmm. Things are just good enough. Yeah. They're just, yeah. They're just, they're just good, good enough. enough. Yes. But like, if you admitted that to yourself, you'd be like, oh shit, I want things to be great. We all want mm-hmm. things to be great. We're all like, yes, I want the best life. I want the best things. I want the best. Like, fuck yeah, I deserve that because we all deserve that. Yeah. Yet things are just, yeah, they're good enough. We don't even, we don't want to look at that because then it means we have to have uncomfortable conversations. We have to do uncomfortable things. We have to get our ass to the gym. We have to start meal prepping. So the more we distract ourselves and avoid actually looking at that things are just good enough, we don't have to take responsibility. We don't have to do anything. That's right. Yep. (laughs) 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 Yeah. And in that, if you're feeling like, oh yes, this is me, knowing that you have a choice, and it is okay. Get support. That's what, like, coaches, all things, like coaches, mentors, psychologists, that's what everything, if you need that extra support, that extra push, guidance, whatever it is, it's like, get that sort of support. Yeah, mm. definitely. Yeah, you have to choose that you want to be better. You can't just say it. Yeah, that's like, right. I'm you sorry, have to make you, well, yeah, everyone yeah. says it, but no yeah. one, well, not no one, but, you know, a lot of people don't do anything about it and then they complain that they're still stuck. Yeah. Yes. But they're not doing anything. It's but, the action. Yeah, it's, it's 100% the action. And in that, guys, this is the understanding and awareness piece and why mindset is so important. It's because a lot of the time, here's the ego again coming up. The ego is coming up. You don't want to be seen as a beginner. You don't want to be seen as being shit at something. You don't want to be seen as this. You don't want to be seen as that. You don't want to put yourself in uncomfortable situations because you don't feel safe and you don't trust yourself and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. So instead of actually doing the thing, it's like, we just don't do it. Mm-hmm. We don't put ourselves in those situations because you're not comfortable. But, and this is like the, the lame old quote that I always say, like, nothing great comes from comfort zones. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you've got to get comfortable being uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, putting in that effort when the days feel super hard and, like, when you actually don't want to go to the gym because guess what? You're not going to want to go and you're not going to want to sit and journal every day and you're not going to want to spend 10 minutes meditating because you might be wanting to message your Facebook group chat with your friends popping off for 10 minutes. Or eating a lot of food. That's right. Right now. That's right. That's right. You might not want to eat a lot of food to get stronger. (laughs) You don't want to eat rice at 9pm at night. You don't. (laughs) Tell you what, you won't. (laughs) Avoid, avoid, avoid. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. And it's like these avoidance patterns are probably one of the biggest things that we do see, you know. Mm. 100%. Yeah. That does come up so often. And I think this is why I have been going to the ice bath and sauna a lot recently is because I noticed that while my life might be like fucking like to some be like, whoa, you're doing so much. You're so like stepping out of your comfort zone, blah, blah, blah. Upon reflection, things were actually getting quite simple. Did I say this on a podcast? I don't know. I've said this somewhere. I don't think so. Things were getting quite not easy, but I was comfortable. Mm -hmm. training 
was becoming comfortable. Mm -hmm. My business was becoming comfortable. I was just living in a comfort bubble and I didn't fucking realize it. Mm -hmm. And so what did I do? I signed up to India to do one week, like a PT a week for accountability so she can whip my ass, even though I have a coach and I have a program and I don't really need a PT. (laughs) But it's uncomfortable for me because, you know, I, the way India glares at you, which we all know, India and I do it all the time. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, sorry, sorry, powerlifters. Yeah. Um, <laughs> sorry, guys. But the glare, you know, just having someone there. And the reason why I've been doing ice baths and shit is because, like, okay, I need that next level of uncomfortability. I want to get good at being uncomfortable. Yes. So that when I have to do something, you know, you in my training, do, yes, yes, or get up in the morning, it's like, well, no. I can do like I can I do can things do that are uncomfortable yes. things, yeah. But exactly. that ego like stays in this like pattern of like, see you you quit the like you quit halfway last time. See you didn't get the hundred kilos. See you couldn't finish that challenge. See and it just proves to you that you can't do the thing. Yeah. So then you don't do it. Yeah. It's that's like where that's where it's yourself. important to yeah exactly catch yourself and you have to push through. Yeah. yeah. Be like clock like just clock that clock yeah. that belief and be exactly. like actually no I'm doing it anyway. And once you can do that you can do anything. Yeah, yeah, truly. And I think really focusing as well, and this is something we've been talking a lot about recently, um, but the 1%, the 1% yeah. daily. It's like we look at the staircase and we want to get to the top of the staircase, this end result, whatever it is, but you actually like, once you get to that end result, it's like, okay, what's next anyway? So why are we so focused on the result? Why not just do the 1%, 1% things yeah. daily? Because the 1%, you don't see the big... Um, you mm-hmm. don't see the big progress all of a sudden. It happens over a hundred days. Then that's that, that's when you get the big percent change. It's not going to happen in the day to day life, and especially as ourselves because we see ourselves, we live in our own bodies every day. I say to people, I'm like, yeah, you're not going to see your own progress that much because you're literally living in it. Yeah. But you have to learn how to reflect, and you have to learn how to look back on your old self in quotation marks um and just realize how far you actually have come and then if that uses um some confidence to push yourself into making that one percent change every day then use it yeah, yeah. reflection and is it's just really like good. yeah the one percent is just another way of like saying that you know like everything compounds yes yeah everything compounds like i was actually having a discussion not a discussion like just a chat discussion sounds so formal (laughs) (laughs) with one of my clients this morning because um i was watching her deadlifts and i was like these look really heavy like way too heavy Mm -hmm. and i wasn't really happy with her positioning and stuff like that so we dropped it back and she was like you know, she is one of those people that really is always striving to do, you know, heavy and do more and stuff like that. And I was like, look, yes, we have dropped you back, but you have to understand that when we perfect your technique at this weight and when we just slowly increase Mm -hmm. and get you back to that weight, eventually you're going to be going even higher than that. And you're actually going to be doing it correctly. Yeah. Like, and not to mention everything else that you're doing in your program, like it's all going to compound. So I was like, it is okay that we are dropping it back. Yeah. And it is absolutely fine. The growth is in the decrease of something. Yeah. That's when you will grow the most and when you can conquer the most and when you get most resilient is those times where you have to drop the weight back. And when you have to maybe take, 
I don't know, something a little bit slower, that's when your growth will most rise because mm. that's when it's the hardest thing to do. Those days when you actually don't want to wake up at 5 a.m. and get to the gym before you got to do work and then you got to do work the whole day, blah, 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 the cycle goes on. Those are the times when you are going to grow the most ment- mentally, physically, just everywhere in your whole life. Like we're talking about the gym and mindset right now, but this relates to absolutely everything and Mm. yeah yeah so true and i think from failure that's like what you like kind of said what you were saying yeah Yeah, it's like that's where you're actually going to grow and learn the most about yourself when you fuck up when you fail when you like if we remove the emotion imagine just like analyzing all your failures and being like where can i improve it's like cool all right we failed what, what could i work on yeah. yeah what could i have done differently yeah, yeah. and i just yeah. i had this moment um i'm doing a bit of a course and anyway there was a lot of reflection in this call last night so i was reflecting mm. and it really landed with me this morning i was driving and i was like whoa i had this download and this realization that i have is that the, the one percent moves i made when i opened this gym have compounded and resulted in someone who doesn't like doesn't feel like they are their best self in a way of physicality Mm. and mentally Mm. so this isn't you know it's usually like positive like yeah like become a better deadlifter and Mm woohoo it's like the things i did when i was opening the gym i put myself last i worked till i was dysregulated i wasn't eating till 4 p.m i was like kind of binge eating because i ate all my food in one sitting yeah i Mm. was hardly training i all of these things physically i put on the most weight in the last year and a half or two years that i ever have was it how long we've we been in here yeah year and a half yeah, yeah year and a half. that i ever have in my life mm-hmm. um yes I'm, i've made changes now so maybe in another year's time things will look a little bit different but those tiny tiny one percent choices i made have compounded and resulted in 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 this thing not just weight gain but as well like mentally i i built a business of off very like uh like the structure wasn't solid yeah yeah. it was very dysregulated very emotional very like flimsy and so like last year which i might talk on some podcast maybe at some point Mm -hmm. had a bit of a literal mental breakdown um at the near the end of last year And it was a compound effect of the fact that I was burning myself, like I was working myself to the fucking ground and putting myself at the bottom of every fucking list there was. Mm -hmm. So it's like actually catching that out and it's like, whoa, like that piece of awareness and realization was massive. And it's good having like the listeners here, like two different perspectives on it. Yeah. Like it can go one way or it can also go the other way. Yeah. Yeah. and the fact that I did that doesn't mean that I'm a terrible person or a bad human or a bad business owner. No, of like, course not. And that's the thing. It's like, you know, I've stepped away from that shame. I can, but I wouldn't have been able to look at that if I was stuck in this shame, like in a bit of a shame and really judging myself hard. It's I'm just acknowledging it for what it is, you know? It's like yeah. it ha- it's happened, but I've chose to make different moves. Yeah. yeah. And it also comes back to that intentionality piece of like mm. being super intentional of, you know, what choices you are making yes. and what things you are doing. Yes. Because of the long-term effects that exactly. that can have. And can yep. you imagine if I was intentional, imagine before opening the studio, exactly. if I was intentional in the way I opened it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I was just about to say, imagine if you said to yourself every single day, 
what have I done for myself today? Yeah. Imagine if you did that. Imagine where you would be, or maybe you wouldn't have had that breakdown. Maybe you wouldn't mm-hmm. have had that reflection um, kind of time where you had to step away for a little bit. Like, mm-hmm. um, imagine what could have happened. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so I think that's a really important, like that intentionality word and something that I've been deeply anchoring into over the last like probably three, four, five months um, is, is literally every day. And I have it as my backdrop for my, basically all my phones what moves is million dollar me making yeah so it's like every single thing every single time i open my phone every single time i open my laptop it's like hang on why am i here yeah that's what am i doing yeah it's coming into that one percent for you every day are you getting to the end of your work day and have you just served everyone else except yourself is that what you've done all day has there been that little bit that you did for yourself today or not mm. yeah. yeah and even looking at the gym it's like, I know people say like, find your why, but <laughs> I just think it's quite overused. But in that, I think it is valid in using that answer to like relate that back to your training. It's like, maybe just start looking at, at your training or your Pilates or your running or whatever the fuck it is as a you time. Yeah, gym might be hard, but you can use it as a form of meditation if you if you really want to. It's all in the perception, guys, mm. and perspective. Yes. Yeah. You can your gym time can be your chill time because I'm sure a lot of people listening are going to be like, "Chill time? What the fuck do you mean? It's hard." <laughs> but yeah. it can be chill because you know if you are by yourself or you know if you're not listening to your headphones, like it's all about your perspective and your perception on it mm. and yeah. the intentionality that you create when you go in exactly for yes. that session you're coming in with intentionality for you guys listening and, and figuring out like what is your intention behind the moves you're making everything that's right yeah, yeah. literally what's your what's your intention of messaging your coach and being like this is so hard today or hi um i didn't make it to the gym today i've only done two days of my four-day program this week What's your intention behind that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Realizing like that you have to take responsibility. And I think a lot of the time, yes, coaches are there for support, but it's like we need to attend to ourselves first mm, yeah. before reaching out yeah. to the coach. Because what can happen, and this, like if you are a coach listening, this sometimes falls, well, actually, no, it does fall on our shoulders as well as our client because it's a co creation. Yeah. But we can create codependency in our containers with our coach and our client Mm -hmm. we can also create anxious attachments and we can also create avoidance attachments in our relationships to our coach and client which is like wild and what can happen if you're going to your coach every you know oh i'm hot and i'm struggling in the session oh and like every single problem you have you're in your coach's dms or uh, like whatsapp or whatever Mm -hmm. it's like are you depending on your coach for like xyz it's like can you not figure anything out for your for yourself first or when you're triggered are you jumping straight into your coach's dms like you when you are triggered you need it is a necessity to regulate yourself Mm -hmm. before coming into your coach's deep like into your whatsapp yeah like it is so important because if you're coming to your coach every time you're triggered and stressed and crying and angry you're coming straight to your coach Mm -hmm. that is creating and of an anxious attachment to your coach and also your like codependent it's codependency and if you're a coach listening to this and every time your client is emotional triggered and jumping in like there like that and then you're replying straight away within the first minute of them messaging you you are also aiding to this codependency and this relationship yeah 
So both parties need to take responsibility. And if you have a client that's consistently doing it, you need to let them know. You need to have that tough conversation because yes, it's gonna be a tough conversation. Your hands are probably gonna be sweating and it's gonna be like, oh my God, I'm scared to do this. But in the long run, it's going to create a much safer, cleaner container. Yeah, yeah you even, have to set boundaries. Yeah, even with um, me and my coach slash my partner, um, he coaches me too. But when I get upset or something that something's not going my way or deadliest filled shit today, if I have a tantrum, he actually walks away and he does something else. Because the minute I have a tantrum and then he goes, oh, there, there, blah, blah, blah. Then I go, meh, meh, meh. And then I shoot it back yeah, straight at it. Worse. Yeah, because yeah. you're reacting, not responding. Because exactly. You're not exactly. Because you're triggered. Regulated. Yeah. Dysregulated. Yeah. Yes. Can you see why it's important? And it doesn't even have to be in a face-to-face situation. Like, yeah. that whole situation could happen via WhatsApp. Yeah. yeah. And it's not your coach's responsibility to deal with your... Um, the, your little complaints and like <sighs> your oh i don't know what the word is emotions Outburst. yeah or you're like tantrum i guess if you want yeah. to say that it's not really our responsibility to have to deal with that yeah 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 i mean we're not your babysitter yeah yeah because we're all human but you know the inner child in us we all have tantrums yeah that's right, oh, the shit. That's right. Yeah. but it's like that's we right. need to learn how to regulate ourselves and i think something that happens in childhood if you you know, didn't really know as a child how to regulate your own emotions. You then, as an adult, don't know how to regulate your own emotions and constantly seek someone to soothe you. Yeah. 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 And you know what? I'm totally fine if a client comes to me and says, hey, Kels, like, I wouldn't mind having a chat with you. Yeah. Are you available or are you okay to talk something like that yes i feel like it's a little bit different because they're yes. kind of asking for permission instead of just coming in and like emotionally dumping and it sounds like that they've really thought yeah they're themselves. actually probably a little bit more regulated and too. they've been like hang on i think i mm-hmm. i need to have a conversation with my coach i think there's like a respectful way to go about it yeah yeah and, yeah. and also we're not saying you know don't bring an emotion don't yeah. bring the next no yeah. not. but just make sure like if you're like, oh, I actually really need some support. I'm feeling very vulnerable right now. Mm-hmm. It's just coming in and being like, do you have like space or capacity for this? But also as a coach, you know what? I don't have my notifications on. So I personally, if someone comes in and they're like feeling very vulnerable and crying or whatever, mm-hmm. I don't have to listen to it straight away because I'm not responding to That's my right. clients. That's right. I even tell yeah, I even tell my clients because I, I am the opposite. I have my notifications on. But the thing about me is that I look at them all as in when they come up, but I choose whether to respond or not, depending if it's really urgent. Because if someone's like, oh, I've got this top single today and I don't know what to do, then I will come into action. But it's when it's the parts where I'm like, oh, I don't actually need to respond to that right now. That's that's a tomorrow problem. Yeah, or maybe when wait. I wake up. Yeah. yeah, because as coaches as well, we need to be able to respond and in our best capacity as well. So if we're having maybe not the best, me- best mental day or our threshold is already met we have to reflect and be like hmm, how can i give this client my best answer let's give it i'm gonna go to bed and i'm gonna wake up and i'll send a new one yeah exactly and i'm sure that you know in hindsight our clients would prefer us to wait in order to show up for them the best that we can then give them a shitty response because exactly. we're not feeling the best or whatever it yeah, may be yeah and i think that's where you know we create the codependent relationship it's when the coach and I've done this guys so like if you're a coach and you do this seriously I've been there I already already know what you're gonna say and I did this at the start (laughs) but like replying as soon as you get the message yeah and then it's like you just 
responding like you're both sorry reacting to each other it's just like yeah. you're true well it's just like back and forth and it's like well fuck, yeah. if i just yeah. had taken some space my response to that person would have actually been so much better yeah and maybe maybe it is something emotional maybe you know your client has said something or has confronted you or or someone's leaving or something and your human gets a bit emotional about it mm-hmm. as a coach it's like so easy to react to that mm-hmm. and be like Bleh. but then it's like fuck i actually shouldn't have said that upon reflection so just give yourself space and time as a yeah, coach and a client everything regulate reflect and then come into the conversation from both the client and the coach yeah and yeah, i think the reason both ways yeah. yeah i think the reason we're talking about this specifically is because when you're when you've got a coach and you're looking for motivation yourself, usually you will go and dump on your coach for them to motivate you. Um, but yes, yes, that is their job, but not in the spur of the moment. Um, maybe when you're together, yeah, no, or maybe maybe when they reply twenty four hours later, they can be like, "Great job for getting that done." Um, instead of just being like oh, India, today I don't feel like going. And then me messaging back two minutes later and being like, you got this, girl. You got it. Get your ass into the gym. Um, because that's not that's not the motivation that we're trying to aim for in this conversation. We're aiming to seek the motivation that comes from deep inside you. When And do you actually want to do it for yourself or yes. are you getting other people to force you to do it? Are you doing it for yourself? But it's not sustainable that way. No, because you're just pretending and putting on performances. Yeah, you have like to be, basically. Yeah, exactly. You have to be self-led, or yeah. at least learn to be self-led. Yeah, intrinsic mm-hmm. motivation, as they mm-hmm. say. You know, and I think again, it's creating codependent. Like you are depending on you and anxiously attached to your coach. It's like you need to be able to find that internal motivation. Otherwise, you're never like going to complete the thing or do the thing. It's like, oh, I see this a lot when people want to change their body for a guy or for Instagram or for X, Y, Z. It's like, again, it's external instead of the internal like internal reason. Yes, it's the exact same as messaging a coach. It's just looking at someone else and being like oh i've got to do that for a photo on instagram like i've got and then that's where your motivation isn't deep enough that you're not actually going to get results because you're not going to see the long-term vision you're just going to see that photo you can post and your bikini on instagram yeah that's all you're going to see exactly or working with the coach and you're doing it for the coach it's like i'm going to do this for the coach and then they're like good job and then you're like oh that's all i get Mm. Oh, I'm not happy. Like you just yep. never like truly you're never going to be happy or find joy. Like you're never going to enjoy your process or stay in something long term in like happily if you're constantly relying on external factors to make you happy. Again, coming back to what we said a while ago, like it's just never going to get there. No. Yeah. Never happens. It's not. No. Nah. So I feel like that's Pretty much all we want to speak to when it comes to motivation and and long-term vision and i think again just to really sum it up it's coming back to intentionality also another point i just want to say give yourself permission to evolve okay like meet yourself where you're at but also you know if you want to go try something new follow that nudge if but make sure you know where it's coming from intentionality right so if you want to go try powerlifting is it too soothe yourself is it to feel that need is it to validate you is it so people on instagram will be like you're so hectic like what is it actually for if you want to go do that 12 week challenge great but why are you doing it but why question everything okay you want to sign up with a nutrition coach why yeah like 
actually looking at those things if you want to change coaches but why what is actually your intention behind that yeah i think you summed that up really nicely sal um Mm. to especially evaluate this whole conversation i think that is a really nice um ending point to inspire people and to put people in yeah yeah Yeah. amazing all right hopefully people can digest the whole episode yeah (laughs) it was a lot it was a lot yeah. It was a lot, but yeah. you guys... We did warn you. ...needed to hear it, and yeah, hopefully it can motivate you to motivate yourself. Oh, yeah. Yes, and come back to it, have another listen, maybe you need to listen to it yeah, five times. Yeah, I feel like, yeah, that might yeah. be quite helpful. Yeah, yeah. and um, if you need any support, make sure you do reach out. We have some um, containers and coaching and all the things yep. opening up so yeah make sure you jump into our dms um and also stay tuned for our q a episode we're going to be posting on Ooh, our so excited that's so going to be so fun ask us anything we always do q a boxes we get zero crickets and <laughs> like nothing in there so make sure come in ask us questions anything you're dying to know make it juicy yeah, yeah. juicier the better yep. but again guys thank you so much for joining us we're sending you all the love and have a great day Bye. bye, bye.